This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody. With these podcasts, I'm going to try to open them. Uh, Mark Madden. For the, what's this called again? Uh, Tom. Madden Money Bets. Madden Money Bets. I still think it should be called Mark Madden's Gambling Fever. We have Gambling Fever on Madden With Money Bets. Dr. Johnny Fever, who was riptied on the TV show Gotta Dance. Were you a double KRP in Cincinnati fan? I've seen a couple episodes That's just way being before in radio, your time. Way before my time, but I've seen the famous turkey drop scene, obviously, every year around Thanksgiving. As, great, that's great TV. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. That That's one of the ten best episodes of TV sitcoms ever. The turkey drop one? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The the best one ever being, this is way before your time, I guarantee you did not see this, Sammy Davis Jr. visits Archie Bunker's house and All in the Family. Never seen All in the Family. Yeah, Sammy left his briefcase in Archie's cab. Archie was driving a cab part-time, yeah. and he had to come to 704 Hauser Street in Queens to reclaim it. And of course, he sat down and Hijinks ensued. I'm not even sure I can say any of the uh, any of the punchlines from that. I was going to say I don't even know where I would find all in the family if I wanted to go back and watch it these days. I, Archie said something like, "You know, Sam, don't you think it was better when Yous was down in Africa and the rest of us was up in all the white countries?" Oh. You know what Sammy said? Well, somebody must have told us told you where we were because you came and got us. That's a good line. It is a good That's line. That's a real good line. Sa- Sammy was wonderful. The, 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 end, the end is, uh, Sammy goes, you know, Arch, he goes, I could have gone to a lot of white people's homes, and they would have acted like they was better than me, but now after having spent this this precious time with you, I can say for a fact that you ain't better than anybody. And, and uh, Arch, goes, can I have your hand on that, Mr. Davis? <laughs> So now that we've totally lost the audience by <laughs> all in the family talk, to with, start with, things with outdated out. talk, um, let's get to the gambling talk. Uh, Duquesne covered against Florida State, but that well, line moved all over the place, they didn't it? Covered when the line closed, but us here on the Madden Money Bets podcast told you to get in on it on BetRivers.com last week at 39 and a half. Which would mean that Florida State covered. And so we, we did nailed advi- that. We did advise for Florida to bet Florida State. To bet Florida State covering the thirty nine and a half, which they did by half a point. Did you watch any of that game? I went to a bar and watched it all. That was a, an and odd... got really drunk because it got delayed. I don't blame you. Why did it get delayed? Lightning in the area. Hour and a half kickoff delay. That game they should have just played it. You know, just lightning hits somebody. Big deal. <laughs> um, but but uh, you know, I always find games like that are tough to bet because, we, and we talked about this last week. When does Florida State clear their bench? Does Duquesne clear its bench to give you know more guys a chance to play in that environment? The answer is halftime for Florida State. The second string was in by halftime, and, and Duquesne kept their first string in a bit longer. I believe correct? so. Yes. So, um, 
So, yeah, so uh, uh, Florida State covered, although, like I said, that line moved at the last it minute. It moved at the last minute, and we got the under. We came under 56.5 by two points, so we nailed that bet. Well, that was easy, the under. I didn't think Duquesne. I'm surprised Duquesne scored the six points. I am too. Okay, and I got my best bet last week. I said take the Steelers minus four and a half. They covered against uh, against uh, Detroit. That's right. You they lost. Comfortably. I did lose my best bet, so I'm 0-1 in the year. I picked Northwestern to cover, which they did. They actually won the game straight up against Nebraska because they stink and they're frauds. But I picked the under because it's Big Ten football, and it went over by like six points. So I got burned there on the parlay. And I split with my Premier League bets. Um, although I, I did win, um, I, I bet 50 on West Ham to beat Aston Villa. The Hammers scored a late one, and I uh, I, won a, I I got 168 back after betting 50. So now after after betting eight games, eight eight bets, I should say, this Premier League season, I am three and five, and I am down exactly 38 dollars. So you're climbing back. You're starting to dig out of the hole. You're getting hot. See, but this goes against my philosophy, Tom, which we've talked about, to bet big on fewer bets. Yes. Because I feel like I'm wasting my time. Okay, so I may go, instead of making two $50 bets a week, I may start going one bigger bet a week. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you can clear all of your debt right there, and you're starting to play from positive, just with one big win. And that's how you get way behind, but at at any rate. Well, what we want to talk about primarily today is the NFL lid lifter. Uh, between the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. That game is at L.A. Buffalo is the Super Bowl favorite. The L.A. Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. And the, the line could move. We're, we're doing this a week out. The line could move. But Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at right. L.A. How could that possibly be? Probably just trying to get a lot of people to bet on the Rams because I'm sure they came hard on the Bills because they're the Super Bowl favorite and they're the sexy team. Stafford's elbow, maybe getting people a little worried. It's not exactly 100%. He's going to play, though. He's going to play. Uh, who knows if it explodes in and the second quarter it, like Big Ben's did. He's going to throw a few interceptions no matter what. Yeah, it's Matt Stafford. And see, the Rams' defense is so good, but Josh Allen's just so good. I don't know if it matters. Like, I don't know if the Rams can keep the Bills' offense down for more than just a couple of series until they start to get moving. Well, you know, the wild card with a defense that good, a defense that's that physical, because the Rams do have a physical defense, <laughs> especially if Aaron Donald starts <laughs> grabbing helmets. Um, you could hurt Josh Allen. You could hurt Josh Allen. He might just be too big and too strong and too fast to even get in the way, though, of, of those sacks. Joe He'd Green would hurt him. him. Joe Green would punch him in the nuts. On the purpose, bottom of the pile. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, and I want to sidetrack here. How come the Steelers, the Steelers led the league in sacks last year, right? Yeah, it's been like five straight years. T.J. Watt set a record, correct? Yes, tied it. Tied T- it. Tied the individual record, 22 and a half sacks, that sound right? Yes, it is. How come they never, I don't think they ever knocked the quarterback out of the game last year. I think you're right about that. I'm, I'm racking How my brain right now. How come they never knock a quarterback out of the game? That's weird, yeah, isn't it? When you tackle him, you're supposed to twist the ankle as you get up. Supposed to do something. Yeah. Push down on them as you push but yourself off it, the ground. Isn't that weird? It is a weird. It's a, I'm try, it, It's so weird that I feel like it's wrong. So I'm trying to think in my head right now that there's something that no, happened. No, I kind of went I don't back think through before we—I don't think they—I mean, if they— put Maybe this, for, a spe, like for a series or two, and then he was right back in the game. Right, but, right. So— so um, that's my advice to the Steelers that they knock like Joe <laughs> Hurt Burrow quarterbacks. No, I mean seriously. <laughs> like if, if you were if you were in the in the defense in the defensive meeting before a game, right? 
I'd be like, you know, I can't tell you to go out there and kill Joe Burrow, but if you hurt him, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for us. It's like what the Saints did, and they won a Super Bowl. So yeah. what? You get suspended a year later if you're Sean Payton. Who cares? I got the ring still. It's like when the Steelers used to win playoff games occasionally, and, and you know, uh, uh, mean chemo Von Greenhoff would knock Carson Palmer out of that Bengals playoff game. Those were the days yeah, when they won yeah. playoff games. So that's my advice to the Steelers. Start hurting quarterbacks. But getting back to this... Uh, Buffalo and L.A. game. Um, so you hate the spread. You don't think it should be like that, but I like the Bills in this game It makes me, Yeah, but the fact that they're giving two and a half makes me not want to bet the game. If you Stay made, away from it. If you made me bet the game, I would, and this isn't, well, it's really the only game we could talk about. I have to have a best bet of the week. Uh, I like Buffalo. Yeah, I'll, I'll say my best bet since we only have this game because I. You can go to college football if you'd like. Saturday. I'd rather not. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with 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 Buffalo, given the two and a half, because I think they have a, a great team. I, I, as we said last week, if they don't win a Super Bowl in the next two years, there will be plenty of money to go around. It's it, it's a, it's a situation where they have the team yeah. to win it now. They have to. They have to win it now. You're right. I like that best bet. I actually like a different bet, though, on BetRivers.com for this game. You can bet exact win margin, and they give you a lot better odds. So, like, the game has to—like, if you bet the Bills to win, they have a margin between one and six. So if they win by four, you hit the bet. Okay, like, what, what's, the, what's the odds on that? I like the Bills in the win margin of seven to 12, so by a touchdown or by a field goal and some change, plus 460 if that hits. It's a lot of value right there for them. That's your best bet? That's not my best bet. No, I'm going college football for my best bet. Well, now, what, what's the 1-6 to six odds? 1-6, to six, you get the Bills. If the Bills win by 1, 2, 6 points, you get plus 320. It's plus 360 if the Rams do that. So you get a ton of value here. You just you have to nail that window that they win by. And I think they can definitely win by a touchdown, maybe by 10 points. And then I like how I can get a little wiggle room if they win by something weird like 9 or 11. I'm still covering. I'm just going to go with the normal bet of Buffalo given... The two and a half, but I, I got to tell you, the reason I'm doing that is because I just don't trust Matt Stafford. But I didn't trust him at all last year through the playoffs. I figured every week would be the week he'd implode and the Rams would lose. They never did. He has so much to work with, though. Less than last year, though. I mean, Cooper Cup's still amazing, but they lost Odell Beckham Jr. He's still out in free agency. He was really good for them down the stretch. They lose Von Miller on defense, but that's nothing that Stafford can't handle. Stafford just needed to get away from Detroit. You've said a thousand times quarterbacks get ruined by franchises constantly, and Stafford really did his best to overcome that as best he could in Detroit. Had a couple good years where he got him to the playoffs, but there's just no saving that sorry franchise, so he no, just needed it, to get away to show that he was actually legit. He deserved a chance. You know what's funny, though? I think that a lot of the mistakes he makes in L.A. are residue from when you play for a team like Detroit, mistakes don't matter as much. Right, no one cares. Like on, yeah. when you throw a pick six in the one o'clock window against the Browns in Detroit, no one is going to say anything about it the next day. Oh my God, that's the I got. That's one thing we got to talk about next week. We got to get Bet Rivers to set odds that I I want to bet on Trubisky throwing a pick six the first week. The first week, he's against never Cincinnati. thrown a pick six ever, ever. He's like, what was that goofy record there? You know, like since nineteen fifty, any quarterback who's played X amount of games, he's the only guy who hasn't thrown a pick six. Doesn't that tell you that he just doesn't take any risks? That no, he just I, I eats thought, it a lot. I I was really impressed in that final exhibition game. He threw some great deep balls into small windows. Oh, he looked really good in the preseason, and like you said in that last game. But I'm I mean the Trubisky before his little reawakening in Buffalo and and reha- or rehabilitation is probably a better word in Buffalo, and now 
coming out as a, his second coming with the Steelers. Like in Chicago, he probably just didn't put it in any tight windows. He said, screw this. I'm not going to risk losing my job at all. I'll keep things safe. Well, don't forget, though, a pick six throw, that's a different kind of tight window. A pick six throw, you're generally throwing to the sideline, yeah, to the sideline, and into single coverage. Yeah. yeah, and really pick it. I mean, pick it. Trubisky didn't throw much into the the sideline. I mean, like I, I think he's a really fundamentally sound quarterback who, who who goes like he had a rep for not going past his first read. Oh, he was dropping dimes against Detroit yeah. in that game. I think the he Deontay pass was. You won't see a better pass in the NFL. And, and the one double coverage there too. threw Firemuth wide open. And the best part about the Firemuth one is he didn't throw him open ten yards down the field. It was like twenty five to thirty yards down the field. We hadn't seen that in a couple of years. Well, yeah, and they they for that team to overachieve, they've got to make the best use possible of all their receivers, including Firemuth, especially Firemuth. Yeah, definitely. But that's a tough task for a new quarterback to do that to come in and spread the ball. Like something that's so impressive of Joe Burrow was he kept every mouth fed for that offense last yeah. year. And that's probably going to be a problem moving forward that he's going to have to face. Especially if they don't win as much. Right. I'm looking at Jamar Chase to be the one that really starts to make a lot of noise. Like, hey, what's up? We're boys from LSU. We room together. Why aren't you throwing me the ball more? But so far, everybody seems to be pretty pleased, including the running back. Joe Mixon seems to be getting his touches. So that that's a real tough thing that quarterbacks need to manage is the balancing act when you have a lot of weapons like that. Who knows if Mitch has that in his arsenal? Yeah, although Cooper Cup strikes me as the kind of guy who wouldn't say excrement if he had a mouthful. I'm talking about L.A. now. Yeah, 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 right. You know what I mean? I just think, but but it, you, he's always going to get how many? He had it's a ridiculous just, amount of catches last year, didn't he? Yeah, I'll look it up. But it's a it, it, it's a not a problem for him ever not getting his touches because he's always going to be so wide open. Like the quarterback's just bad. If you're why not is he always so wide Cup. open? I don't know. He's just so fast. I mean, he white. He's white. He runs routes really well. I guess all the cliche things you say about white wide receivers, but he seems to be doing it way better than all the other yeah, white wide receivers. Yeah, but the thing is, he's white. I. 145 catches That's ridiculous. last year. A thousand. He almost had 2,000 yards receiving. He had 1,947 yards. Mel Blunt would have hurt him. <laughs> Mel Blunt Easily, said, too. Cooper Cup, he's like, what, 5'7"? Mel Blunt would have said, look, I've had enough of this crap. I just, just you know, come on. Okay, so um, so I got Buffalo given 2.5. That's my best bet. Uh, what is your best bet for the week? You're going to uh, turn to the world of college football. Yeah, college football Saturday is when week one really gets underway with college football, not that fake stuff we had last week. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Ohio State number two, Notre Dame number five. Playing, Actually, this is a good game to talk about. Playing the nightcap, 7.30 p.m., the, the game of the week. I got Ohio State minus 17. I'm going to lay all those points and take it. I know Notre Dame's a good team. They're top five in the country, but it's preseason pool. They are not in the same class as Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State is in the Alabama class this year. They are way better than Notre Dame. I think that offense has no problem scoring against Notre Dame. I could see them winning the game like forty-five to ten or something like that. Yeah, I can't argue that. Plus, they're I, just in a different class. Like that's what sucks about college football. Notre Dame probably deserves to be number five, but the teams that are one through four are just so much better than everybody well, else. Well, okay, I I agree with you. I think Alabama, Ohio State. Who else is in that class this year? Is Georgia. That it? And they think Clemson will be back, but we remain to see that. And it's so hard to tell in the ACC. Yeah, but okay, uh, I think we perennially overrate Notre Dame. Yeah, I agree with that. Notre Dame seems to always just get the uh, benefit of the doubt because of the Golden Dome, and it's so great to have Notre Dame in the national spotlight. And because they play an independent schedule, it's tough to draw our bead on them. I mean, I, I know that schedule is perceived to be better than you know an average conference schedule. You know. It's respectable to start with Ohio State, that's for sure. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I understand why they do things the way they do. Um, 
I, I think their schedule is better than most conference schedules, except for the SEC and Big Ten, which you know is now going to be exacerbated, you know, more and more as as we as we as we go toward just two conferences. Period. I think close to it at some point. But yeah, I boy, seventeen and a half is a lot of points, though. It's a lot of points, but that's nothing for a college offense like Ohio State, especially with C.J. Stroud coming back. A lot of his receivers are coming back. It's not just that they're a great offense. There's continuity there. They played together last year, so they're going to probably pick up right where they left off. Notre Dame, on the other hand, I don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. New head coach, because Brian Kelly left for LSU, so they're dealing with that. I just think that this is a, a game where Ohio State hits them in the mouth real early, maybe goes up like 21 nothing or something like that. Then Notre Dame gets their feet under them, but then it's just too late, and you have the 17 By the covered. way, what's it say about, uh, again— where college football is, and especially where it's headed, when Brian Kelly feels he has to leave Notre Dame to go to LSU to win a national championship. Yeah, I mean... That's it, he's a scumbag. Too, yeah, I hate so. Brian Kelly, so I'm glad that he's out of there. Well, I hate Notre Dame, too, so honestly, I don't care what happens to Notre Dame. But he is a scumbag, and you're right, but it's the smartest move from his end because that you got to get in the SEC as fast as possible now. Like That should be the end game for any of these premier coaches. The Big Ten might hang on, and Notre Dame might sneak their way into the Big Ten, but that's a maybe. He's at LSU now. He's safe as the can big, be. The Big Ten will definitely hang on. It's just a matter of will they absorb Notre Dame or not, but that's really up to Notre Dame. Yeah, but the, the Big Ten... Maybe a clear cut number two behind the SEC, but it'll never be lower than number two. And you need a number two. Yeah. You can't just be the SEC. Yeah. Because Ohio State and Michigan, they would never capitulate. They would never, I, I, not that I think there would be any good to be done, even for the SEC, to have one conference. Because at that point, you just have the NFL of college football. Right, exactly. So, it, don't get me wrong. It is far from healthy the way it is. But you're right. They would never leave without the other. It'd be like Texas and Oklahoma. They both jumped to the SEC. You can't. It, Ohio State would never just abandon Michigan in the Big Ten. Now, um, okay, let's go to our, our five guys segment, uh, which we do every every podcast. Uh, Tom comes up with uh, five guys or girls. It can be uh, any sex. We are inclusive here of a certain genre, and then I react to the list. So uh, what is today's topic? This is a bit obscure, today's topic. These are five guys who are sitcom husbands that should divorce their sitcom wives. All sitcoms or dramatic series, too? Uh, the one at the end, is a com- all of them are comedies, let's say that. Four of them are definitely sitcoms. Cause, cause I'm Wal- interested in the last guy. Because Walter White should have dumped Skyler. Yes, but these are comedies. I mean, o- only only Skyler could briefly make Walter White a sympathetic character at times during Breaking The man Bad. selling drugs to kids? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, number one on me, though, I think is the king, and you'll agree. Al Bundy, married with children. Oh, no, I don't think he should have left He should have left Peg? Oh, no. That- oh, Peg was a jerk. Oh, no, but she never cheated on him. She fantasized. All the time she fantasized. He never cheated on her either, but even see, though he fantasized. sitcom is what I'm talking about, though. So you're not really going to get the sitcom well, you, story you, trope you of the know, wife cheating you know, you know if he leaves her, there's no show. Remember the one time Remember the one time uh, Katie Siegel, who played Peg, she was trying for a different contract. They had her uh, staying with her, her folks like her mother was ill. She was off the show for a little bit, like whenever they were doing the different movies or there and stuff like no, that. No, I think she was on. I think she was on de facto strike for a new contract. Oh, so she said, "Screw him! I'm yeah. not going to be in the." Episode. I so they had to write that. her out. Yeah, briefly because she came back, but but I, I seem to. I mean, it wasn't nearly as good. But but okay, within the context of the show, he was miserable. But that's the beauty of the show. But that's also the part of the list. You have to suspend the like. Obviously, if you divorce them, the show's over. Yeah, but he wallowed in his misery. It's it's kind of a weird character. I'll give you a case in point. Not not that we're going to talk about wrestling often on this, right? But when CM Punk was in WWE, he was always disgruntled. Okay, 
Well, now he's in AEW, and guess what? He's still disgruntled. He's a miserable son of a bitch, and he will be anywhere he, he works. I think that's the same with Al Bundy. I'm not sure he was capable of being happy. Well, if the big uh, sticking point for you is if they're faithful or not, then I think all these guys are going to disagree with. Because this is more just, I think, guys that whose wives were total bitches. And I just think that they needed to get away from them. Like, for example, everybody loves Raymond. Not Ray, but Frank, Barone, and Marie. Oh, was yeah, Marie just the worst? But where's Frank going to go? Who knows? Again, it's suspending disbelief here. I mean, You know where Frank could go? Did you see the movie Hardcore? No. Okay, Hardcore. This is See, I'm going to get all these dated references in on you. Hardcore is a movie from the 70s where George C. Scott played a religious Midwestern father whose daughter went to L.A. for a field trip, and she never came back. And it turned out she was acting in porn films. And this isn't like high-level porn films. It's like, you know, the— Amateur it, hour stuff. When, when it was, back then, it was really seedy, period. Like, there were no—I'm talking about the era before Deep Throat, where there were, like, you know, no theaters, stag films. You know what I mean? You saw them at bachelor parties. And Peter Boyle plays the private detective <laughs> who finds out where the daughter is and eventually helps George C. Scott track her down. So if Frank Barone could leave uh, that show and go back to being the private detective from Hardcore, I would be all You'd for be that. You'd be all for that. Then yes. he should divorce Marie. Marie was just such a, a batty woman. and She was terrible. Great great scene from Hardcore when, uh, when uh, Peter Boyle shows George C. Scott a film with his daughter in it. That's how he finds out. And George C. Scott, he's in an empty theater going, turn it off! Turn it <laughs> off! And he starts going, oh, God, turn it off. What have I done? Great. It's a great movie. I recommend Hardcore to everybody. Peter Boyle, great actor. He could, You know what else he could do? He could go be Young Frankenstein again. He could go be experimented I on. Never Gene Wilder can I bring never him to life. You've never seen Young Frankenstein? No, no. You like Mel Brooks, right? Eh. Not really. I mean, I don't dislike him, but like, I'll give you an example. His two greatest works for me. Blazing Saddles, and History of the World. History, I knew you were going to say okay. History of the World. That's neither, right up your alley. Neither one has an ending. Well, History of the World was to be continued. There's going to be a History well, of the like World Blazing part Saddles, two. Remember, like, they, they, the movie, they, they, it spills out of the movie set. Remember, Harvey right, Corman right, right, goes right. into theater to see the movie that's being, I could just, it was he dumb. He can't write his ending. Yeah. So he just ends Although, it. Although, one of my favorite comedies ever, Monty Python, The Holy Grail, it ends exactly the same way. Okay, number three. Number three, and we're 0 for 2 so far, uh, Dan Connor and Roseanne, John Goodman. I never really watched Roseanne that much, but Roseanne's just a terrible person. She couldn't be that great to be I've never to. thought of two people who deserved each other more. Than John Goodman's character and Roseanne, characters, yes. Dan Connor and Although Roseanne. Roseanne was playing herself. And I hate Roseanne, so that's pretty much I'm not I a big Roseanne fan either, although she can be funny. You know, you know who was funny? John Goodman was very funny in Roseanne. You know who else was funny? What's the name of the kid who later went on to be John Galecki? John Galecki. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's Rusty in Christmas Vacation too. Yeah. The Big Bang Theory dude. John Galecki. He's Rusty in Christmas Vacation. He plays Rusty. It's awesome, right? Well, there were rotating Rusties because Anthony every, Michael every Hall. Di- there's a different Rusty in each. Uh, Rusty and Audrey are different through all the four movies. Wasn't Ethan Embry in in Vegas? He was Rusty. <sighs> See, Vegas, Vegas in Europe are the ones I don't watch as much as Christmas in the normal, the original. The, you know, I've probably seen Vegas more than all of them, and I don't know why. It just happens to be on. What was the name? Did you, Did you see European Vacation at all? Briefly, like a once or twice. Do you remember uh, uh, Chevy Chase's filming Beverly D'Angelo in the shower? In their hotel room. Yeah, in their hotel room, yeah. and then later the camera gets stolen, and when they get to Italy, there's a billboard for a movie, The Hot Wet Wife. <laughs> you didn't know that Galecki was the rusty? I, I did uh, not. If you watch Christmas Vacation again, you'll recognize I him did now, not. now that you know. I think there was a time, uh, what's the girl's name from Big Bang Theory? Kaylee Cuoco? Yes, Kelly. 
Uh, no, Kaylee. Is it Kaylee? Okay. Well, it's spelled K-A-L-E-Y. I the think hot that, girl from Big Bang yeah, Theory. I think there was a time she was the best looking woman on the planet. Wow. I'm not sure she is now, but I think there was a... a, a Britney Spears was in that window, too. There Definitely was some, in that window. Some. Jamie Presley was in that window on point. Uh, My Name is Earl. Love that show. Yes. Great yes. show. A friend of mine may or may not have had sex with Jamie Presley. Good for him. Uh, Doug Heffernan, King of Queens, married to Carrie. Carrie oh! was a total jerk, but she was oh! hot as hell. No, no, Yeah, but he should... Well, okay, here's the problem. A big fat so like that should be grateful to have somebody that hot. That would never happen in anything but a sitcom, by the way. But she was the worst. The worst She wife. was the worst. Of all the wives you've described here, she was by far Carrie the Fisher. worst. No Great. Question. I'm glad we got some traction. No question. Finally. She's out. She's out. No matter what life he went on to after ditching her. And there's, did you ever hear the phrase that uh, Cher used to describe herself in the movie Stuck on You? I've seen Stuck on You, but I don't remember the phrase. I was a bitch with a capital... Uh, that that applies to that applies to Leah Remini in Carrie the, Fisher. She was just a bully from the start of every episode name? to the end. Carrie Fisher, yeah. Carrie Fisher's the girl from Star Wars, I thought. But maybe that is Carrie is the name of the character in the show. Yeah, I don't know why Carrie I wrote Carrie Fisher. Fisher. It's Carrie God. Heffernan. Carrie I don't know Heffernan. why. Yeah, but Carrie, terrible character. Hated yeah. her. Like reflecting her Scientology roots. <laughs> You ever read? You ever see that documentary she did about being a Scientologist? Yeah, and she broke away from it. Yeah, and now no, she it's just actually keeps, very interesting. She goes on tour now saying how crazy Tom Cruise was. Like yeah. when he came out with Maverick just recently, he was she was on her new tour saying, "Don't forget how crazy this guy is. Let's not throw money at his feet like crazy." And then, finally, then, then, then again, I, I have discussed uh, the Scientology creation myth. Do you know what the Scientology creation myth is? The volcanoes, right? We all came from volcanoes. Yeah, like like um, like uh, we like our ancestors were prisoners on another planet, Tigiak. And we were flown to what is now Earth and dropped in volcanoes. And our souls escaped and uh, occupied bodies and something like that, blah, blah, blah. And I keep getting told how, how crazy that creation myth is when I've brought it up. And I go, oh, as opposed to all the other creation myths. I mean, come on. And finally, this is the one that I don't think is a sitcom, but his wife was a total jerk and really not interested in him at all. Tobias Funke from Arrested Development. Do you watch Arrested Development? No, I, 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 I've watched an episode here and there of it. She just spends, Portia de Rossi plays his wife, she just spends the entire show trying to get out of the marriage, but Tobias is such an idiot that he's so go-lucky and thinks that he loves her and that they're in a great marriage together. Well, not a great marriage together, but he thinks there's no problems. But at every turn, she tries to cheat on him, she bashes him, she calls him an idiot, she's terrible. That's the show Jason Bateman's in, right? Jason Bateman, ton of people are in it. David how, Cross plays Tobias. How can I not have watched that? It's on Netflix if you ever have time to go back. I don't, but... Uh, uh, you know, you know what another good topic would be uh, sitcom couples you just hate. Because I'll tell you who I hate: Pam and Jim from The Office. You know, oh, they ruin The Office. First of all, they're Pam... like these, these, they're these syrupy. Like I liked when she was in the semi-abusive relationship with the guy who worked in a warehouse. Yes, Roy. First Roy. of all, Pam is but a total jerk. On Roy. Yes, and Jim is a total homewrecker, and Pam is just a total bitch because. They were high school sweethearts. Roy did nothing wrong. He just had a couple anger issues. You get through that. If you love the guy, you get through a couple anger issues. And he was kind of a dink, but I don't think he ever physically abused Pam, did he? No, but he would fight Jim, and he'd get in fights with other guys. But that's whatever. Who cares about that? You, you get over that if you're Pam. He, was, he did nothing wrong. He, the, the thing that he did wrong was his fiance worked in an office place with a homewrecker. Well, this goes back. This is like the notion that uh, in, in the original Karate Kid movie, the Johnny Lawrence played by William Zabka, was, was the good guy. But he was. Because he was yeah, the yeah, good yeah, guy. He he's the, the, he's the real karate everything, kid. He just gets everything stolen by Ralph Macchio. Yeah, that's right. And he's not supposed to be mad. Okay, we got to give my... Uh, 
Premier League My bets, Premier yep. League picks, and I can't find them now. Okay, here we go. Um, and we missed, mi- we're, as we tape this, we're missing midweek action as we speak. But for the weekend's action, here's one I don't think I'm going to bet. But Saturday is the Merseyside Derby, which is Liverpool against Everton, the two teams located in Liverpool. The stadiums are within walking distance apart. There was some threat that Everton would have dropped out the league this year, right? That, that they were going to get relegated. Which would be terrible for this to go away. No, hilarious is a better way of putting it. And uh, and uh, so Liverpool is a big favorite, minus 275. And um, it's a tough game. to. You know what's funny? It's one of those games where people always say, well, you can throw the records out the window when these two teams play. You hear that all the time. <laughs> all the time Rivers, yep. right? Okay, maybe not this game because Everton beat Liverpool in February of 2021. Okay? That was their first win since 2010 over Liverpool. Wow. I mean, just just like... It, there have been there, So 11 straight years of just doubling up on Everton every well, And there were some FA Cup uh, victories so for Liverpool. Three, in four wins every once in a while. A couple of years ago, I want to say it was 2020, in the FA Cup... Um, because we had injury problems and we were still in Champions League, we played all our backups, all of them. Like we didn't play one starter, we won one nil against their <laughs> starters. You know, so so uh, I'm not going to bet that one, but it's it's just worth noting that Everton sucks and they'll probably beat us now that I've said that. Would okay. you bet the over after that religious experience that your guys had over the weekend, putting nine goals? How on? about Bournemouth fired their manager today? Right after that. Scott Parker, he 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 got them. Uh, promoted last year from from the Triple A League, the Championship, he got them promoted. Then they they I want to say they're one and three, and they've lost to like three of the top five teams, including you Liverpool, know Liverpool, yeah. and they fired him. Yeah, what's up with which that? Which means they were looking to fire him anyway. And the nine nothing is a bad headline or, that you can or, use. Or uh, he was having clashes with management over like transfers. And then they're like, look at this nine nothing, you're right. out of here. You know, on on the same weekend, Liverpool beat Bournemouth nine nil. Uh, Celtic and the Scottish League beat Dunfermline 9-0, and Liverpool and Celtic are sister teams. They both do You'll Never Walk Alone. That was... Very nice. That was, yeah, I'm, I'm not really into all that. But, okay, anyway, <laughs> um, here's my bets. Take Leeds plus... Uh, Leeds is a plus 235 uh, at Brentford. Although it should be noted, I bet Leeds last week and, and did not win. Okay? So Leeds plus 235 at Brentford. I think Leeds have a real good team. Jesse Marsh... The only American managing in the Premier League. He has them really playing good football. Uh, then I got Palace plus 290 at Newcastle. Mm. Although I may change that to Palace to win or draw. Um, and I'm not sure what the odds will be when I actually go to... go Because to, St. Maxime, who's like Newcastle's best forward, uh, is, is injured, but we don't know how badly. But... Um, those are good value picks for sure. You're doubling up your money and then some in each circumstance. And the other game, the other game, I can't figure what to do with is Sunday. Uh, United, Manchester United against Arsenal, and Arsenal's four and zero. They're the only team to a perfect start now, and they're good, but they ain't that good. United beat Liverpool. I'm not sure that good either. United's the favorite right now on Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Yeah, United's what what plus one fifty five. Yep, plus one seventy for Arsenal. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about uh, maybe you can give me the current odds. Is 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 a draw still plus two fifty five? Yep, plus two fifty five. Might go with a draw. Uh, you know what I might do? I might do one of the crazy bets there. I like bet bet a draw, bet nil nil as well. Let me see if they. Can, I'm sure they can put up that. Oh yeah, time. you can bet nil nil. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's see if we can find the odds on that because it's got to be fat odds. Because like 
There was a time when United and Arsenal were the two best teams, and they would go at each other hammer and tongs. I think with the, with Arsenal being undefeated, as of we talked, there's a game being played as we speak, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And then um, United having started poorly except for beating us, I think they'll both be scared to death. You ready for the odds on correct score, 0-0? Go ahead. Plus 1,150. Don't I have to bet like 50 bucks on that? You have to put 50 that? on that. Just sprinkle it on there. Yeah. But then what a boring game that you're rooting for, right? I just won't watch. You just want the money. I just won't watch, yeah. Plus, which too, th- those those creeps playing nil-nil and being lambasted for it after the fact would be tremendous. <laughs> one thing about one thing about, about soccer that English Premier League soccer, Tom, has taught me to hate. Okay? I, I, like, my most hated team ever is the oh, Philadelphia— Oh, you're talking about other teams. My most hated team ever is the Philadelphia Flyers, okay? Yeah, Without bar a doubt. none. Okay, the next four or five are probably in the English Premier League. And they're the other big clubs other than Liverpool and Everton. United, for sure. Everton. Chelsea. No, Everton, it's like hating— It's like a, little brother. It's like hating a puppy. City. Before you you ha- kick have it, to right? hate City right now. Yeah, although, here's a weird part. Uh, I would rather see City win the league than— United or or anybody else than us. As long as City never wins Europe. Right, right, right. Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that. No, but part of the reason is City's one of the teams you can you can still criticize for winning because they're owned by Dubai. Okay, well if I had all the money in the world, you know, we'd win we'd all win the too, time yeah. too. And we would. <laughs> you, you know, like like Liverpool fans get mad because we've had a low net spend since Klopp took over. Well we still win. And you know, it, it yeah. If you bought like one more player, you might have won those two leagues. You lost by one point, but you know, it's not it's not the same. It's not the same when you're owned by billionaires in Boston as opposed to being owned by a country <laughs> or whatever Dubai is. You know, in UAE or whatever. It is. Right, you know, like exactly. there's there's just a difference. Well, that is it. That is Tom Offerman. I'm Mark Madden. We'll be back. Um, this is the what's it called again? Madden Money Bets. This has been Madden Money Bets, aka Mark Madden's Gambling Fever. And uh, we will be back with Mark Madden Unfiltered uh, early next week. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.